What is up, people? This is Tyler. This is Danny. And this is Fried Squirms. We're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. This week will be Crawl. But before we get there, we got to get to that getting stoned. So we got to get to our green hits. Danny, what is this Jay that you brought for me today? Nice. So it should be a surprise. This At this point, I think this is probably the most frequented joint we've brought to the show at this point. So with that being said, I brought over... A joint of Montana Silver Tip from our friends over at Flower. Once again, for those who are unaccustomed or unfamiliar, Montana Silver Tip, simply known as Silver Tip, is a sativa dominant hybrid, usually about 70 30% split sativa indica. It is created with the classic Grand 80 Purple and Super Silver Haze strains, right? With that being said, over at Flower, total cannabinoids are right at 23%, total terpenes, at about 2.38% with linalool, limonene, pinene, and karyophylline being the most prolific of the terpenes in that profile. Flavors on this one are berry, pine, and sweet, followed by aromas of diesel, earth, a little pine, and some sweet nuggets as well. Hell yeah. No surprise, I also went to flower. This time I grabbed some Alien OG. That is going to be indica-dominant hybrid, of Tahoe OG and Alien Kush over at Flower. This is testing at an even 30% THC. Oh. 1.35-ish percents on total terpenes, with the most being myrcene, limonene, and then karyophylline. This is another one where the Leafly warns beginners and novices, be sure to take it slow with this heavy hitter. Danny, don't become too sleepy of a boy. Can't promise, but I'll try my best. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we want to remind people, please go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash fried squirms. At the lowest level, you could have listened to this last week. Middle level, you start getting all the Patreon-only episodes, such as our look-backs through our old catalog, re-watching some of these movies for the first time in six years. It has been a blast. It has been. And then at that top level, access to the Discord. You can chat us up, all sorts of shit. So check that out, patreon.com slash fried squirms. And with that, I think let's get into the guts and bolts of Crawl. Guts and bolts. All right, guts and bolts. Who and what went into the making of this movie? Spoiler free. Spoiler free setup in case you don't know what the fuck a crawl is about. When a college gal goes home to check on her estranged father when hurricanes bearing down on them in Florida, they get stuck in a crawl space. But that's not the only thing that crawls. Mm, I like that. (laughs) So, of course, from week to week, we like to talk about our cast and crew. And this week, we've actually got a director we've talked about several times now, and that is Alexandra Aja. With that being said, we have talked about him twice before on episodes 90 when we reviewed The Hills of Eyes, which is a remake of the Wes Craven classic. And we did talk about him also back on episode 124 when we reviewed High Tension or Hot Tension. A few other films of note from Mr. Aja is he's directed Mirrors. He's also directed Piranha 3D film Horns and 2021's Oxygen. He also have wrote you a seen of, Horns? I've heard from I people not. that That's I would like Daniel it. Daniel Radcliffe, right? Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen Piranha 3D either or Mirrors. So 
or Oxygen. <laughs> I have seen a few films that he's actually written, and that includes Maniac and P2, which are both by Patrick Calhoun, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, that's the guy who is the clerk or the gas station attendant in High Tension. Right, okay. Yeah, so I recommend those. Or Frank Calhoun, not Patrick. All right, we have writers on this. These are brothers Michael and Sean Rasmussen. A few films of note from those gentlemen are the films Long Distance. They helped on the film The Ward, Dark Feed, The Inhabitants, and the film The Unheard. We have another cinematographer we've talked about before. No wonder because he's worked with Alexandra before, and that is Maxime Alexandra. Now, of course, he worked on The Hills of Eyes and High Tension, and he's got a laundry list of some other really cool films. Just a few films of note outside of that. He helped on Paris Jetem, which is Wes Craven's film, believe it or not. Hmm. He helped with the segment Pierre Lachaise. He also helped on the film Catacombs, P2, Mirror, The Crazies, which is not a bad film. Oh, cool. Yeah, he helped on Silent Hill, Revelation 3D. He also helped on Maniac. He helped on Annabelle Creation, The Nun, Shazam, which is really interesting, (laughs) right? Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and more recently, The Cello and Roleplay. We've got editor Elliot Greenberg, actually another gentleman we've talked about before. Way back on episode 22, we reviewed the Poughkeepsie Tapes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. A few other films of note. He helped on Quarantine, the film Devil, As Above, So Below, and more recently, the film Smile. Devil, that's the, the elevator. elevator. Yeah. 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 We have music by Max Arouge and Stefan Toom. Now, both of these gentlemen have helped on the film iBoy with Max working on Lansky and Stefan working on the film Looking Up. All right, we've got special effects teams, Morat FX. They help with the makeup effects. We have Rodeo FX, iSpot Productions, and Post Mango with the visual effects on this. This was produced by Craig Flores, Sam Raimi, and Alexandra Aja. Production companies in this are Paramount Pictures and Raimi Productions. Distributor on this is Paramount Pictures. They help with the 2019 United States theatrical release. Had a release date here in the States on July 12th. 2019 budget was an estimated 13 and a half to about 15 million dollars and it grossed worldwide at 91 and a half million dollars not bad okay several taglines and one i kind of pulled from this one is if the storm doesn't get you they will with that being said we don't have much of a cast man i'm just going to hit it straight to the point right right, three people we really need to worry about uh, we have Kaya Scodelario, who plays the role of Haley Keller. A few things of note from Kaya, actually. Some people might know her as uh, Efi Stoneham on the E4 teen drama series Skins, where she played that role from 2007 through 2010. And then once again in 2013, she was Catherine Earnshaw in Wuthering Heights. Some people might recognize her as Teresa in the Maze Runner film series. She was uh, Karina Smith in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. She's the daughter in Moon. Yeah, dude, that's a really cool film. I that really like so that movie. Good. It's, it's so uh, good. I, yeah, it's one of those is like, dude, if you really like not just Sam Rockwell, but a really good sci-fi film, holy shit, that one rocks. All right. Now, uh, more recently, a film I saw when I was back in South Carolina, she played Claire Redfield in Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. A few other films you've already mentioned, Moon, she was in Clash of the Titans, Now Was Good, The Truth About Emmanuel, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, and a few other drama series and whatnot. 
All right, we've got Barry Pepper plays a role of Dave Keller, who's the father of Haley Keller in this film. Barry Pepper, man, really cool actor. He was in Saving Private Ryan as Private Daniel Jackson. He was Corrections Officer Dean Stanton, which is an interesting name, right? <laughs> Good night, right on the nose. Really? In the Green Mile. I completely uh, forgot that that was his name in the Green Mile. Dude, That's hilarious. I tell you, a really good film it was a HBO film, but it's about Roger Maris, right? Where he plays Roger Maris and the Punisher. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Renthal. Thomas Jane oh, plays Jane. Thomas Jane plays Mickey Mantle in that film. Oh shit! Okay, it's really good. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a surprise. There's some really I don't good. Think actors I saw sixty one. I really recommend it. All right, he was also in We Were Soldiers. He was in Flags of Our Fathers, the film Snitch. He was Vince in the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials, and Maze Runner, the Death Cure. He was also in True Grit. Played Robert F. Kennedy in the miniseries The Kennedys where he won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie. So good on Barry. All right, we've got Morfitt Clark, who plays the role of Beth Keller, where she mostly see her on the phone, but a film I saw her most recently in, she was in St. Maud as Maud. <laughs> She's also in the television series Dracula back in 2020, and more recently she was in the television show The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power back in 2022. And the rest of the cast and crew, I mean, there's some spot appearances here and there, some voice appearances here and there, but that's pretty much your cast and crew. And you already gave us a brief setup. Should give our listeners some warnings. Like, there's animal attacks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's gators. Yeah, I mean, there's some. They don't. They don't hide that in the in the no, trailers no, no, or anything. It's, so it's pretty forthcoming. There's a decent decent amount of I'd say like body horror, not a lot, but yeah. there's some. There's some. Given well, the I was going to say like there's there's animal attacks. Most of the time, it's not accompanied by any more than blood. Right, right, right. But right. a couple of the times, I said, there's it's a, a little bit worse than that. Decent times, yeah. There was like okay. <laughs> So there's that. I mean, your standard like cussing and shit like that. Some gunplay. Yeah. I mean, a <laughs> little bit. I'm trying to think. That's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's animal violence because there's gators involved, but. Yeah. Gators involved. Uh, if it's any consolation, it's digital mostly. Yeah. So, you know. Nothing... Which looks good. Yeah. I'm I mean, not knocking we'll, that. We'll, we'll get into that later. Of course. But, like, but yeah, yeah. like I said, yeah, you don't have to worry. Like, it wasn't real. So, yeah, it wasn't. You don't have real. to worry about that. This, this ain't Cannibal Holocaust. No, no, it ain't that. It's not that for sure. <laughs> I guess if that's that, let's get into the into crawl and find out how it made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? All right, Danny, end of this block. We made it. Finally got to watch crawl. We did. We kind of talked about it last time. This one we were, we were both kind of excited to get to because it had weirdly positive word of mouth, especially after... Which movie did we see the trailer for this in front of? Because we had actually went to the theater and saw a movie and saw the trailer for this. 2019, I'd have to think about Was it Candyman? It might have been. You know, because Candyman came out in 2019, so it might have been. You might be right. Anyway, I remember we saw the trailer for this and we're like, okay... Yeah, I was like, why not? Sure. Sure. Didn't blow our skirts up or anything, but it was like, okay, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Crawl. And then the movie drops, and people were like, oh, no. Crawl's great. Oh, Crawl's a lot of fun. Crawl's great. Like, how? And you see the return on it, too. Like, it made 
good money for how much they spent on 15, it. 15, so it made like six times its budget. And even if you drop in some advertising, say 25 million, still, that's not bad. Still would have, but doubled, right? After that? Yeah, I was like, almost it, tripled. It, almost tripled. Well, yeah, I mean, it would have tripled, almost quadrupled if it was mm -hmm. just 25. But regardless, it made a nice old chunk. So we've been interested. We've been curious. Plus, dig some Aja, right? Mm -hmm. So now, what do we actually think of Crawl? You know, I will say this. This is kind of what I gathered from all three films because I feel like we've said this probably, I'm going to assume this one too, all three times, that these were probably better served as movie-going films as opposed to like just watching it at home by yourself. I agree. I think this one would have been better in the theaters. Right. It doesn't mean I didn't have fun with it, but I feel like it probably would have been more entertaining because you're also feeding off the audience's energy mm -hmm. and their reactions and things like that where you're typically I'm a little bit more reserved, but I kind of like, you know, get, I get a little chuckle out of all that shit. Of the three films in this block, I had the hardest time continuing to pay attention to this one. This one took itself the most seriously, mm -hmm. and it was almost to an extent that I wished it wouldn't have, because I think it just would have been more fun. Yeah. I didn't I dislike so. this movie, but there wasn't much about it to make me like it either. No, I, that's kind of how I feel in a sense, is like, there's some things about it that are, you know, it's like decent, you know, but it's not really my slice of pie either, you know, I want to be quite frank and honest about all this stuff, but... Yeah, it's not bad either. It's not really not. There's some moments in it where it's, you can feel the tension and suspense and all that stuff. I mean, so the comparison I kept coming back to in my head while watching this, and it's weird because they're completely different movies, but I think you're going to understand where I'm going with this, is it's kind of just like the conjuring of natural mm. horror movies. Yeah, There's not nothing bad, wrong with no, it. It's like it's not a bad draw. There's some things that are actually like kind of smart about it. Yeah. But there's also some things that are kind of like, dumb about it, yeah, and it evens like, it back out. Exactly. I was like, you know, you have to think about it. I mean, it's like you, the universal we and all this stuff. is If we just view it as a film, right, just take it for that, nothing more, nothing less. Like, don't take it too serious. It's like, yeah, it, it's take this film is taking it more serious than the other two films that we reviewed. I'll give it that much. But not so much in the sense where it's like, this is not a documentary, folks. <laughs> You know no. what I mean? It's like, it's not that serious. And it's not like high tension either. No, 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 no. But it has some moments where I'm like, it definitely has that Aja feel where it could go either way in terms of like some of these emotional pulls and suspense. And, you know, he does a pretty, I think, decent job of keeping the audience in like in the theater setting a little bit on the edge of their seat with some of the suspense. Mm -hmm. It's like the tension, if you will. But this one feels more a little more studio. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, I wanted to, because I like Aja's work. I wanted to be like, this feels like a movie that was like a decent movie salvaged from like a subpar script. Mm, and and then I read that Aja himself rewrote the script for like a year. That's a long time. And I'm like, well... It's a good thing you're an okay director then, because yeah, something about this just is fine. I know, and given the premise, too, it's like, what exactly could you have done better, if anything at all? 
you know. I See, I think this is a better premise for a short film than a film. Mm. Yeah, I think I would probably be more tuned in. Like, it would have grabbed my attention a little better in that short form. One of the things that's, like, smart and kind of, like, fun and almost, like, it's clever, but in almost in a cutesy way. Like, most of this movie isn't crawl just because they're alligators. It's because they're stuck in a crawl space. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, now the title makes a lot more, not only a lot more sense, but, I mean, it's aptly named now. Right. Considering. And it's, it's clever, almost kind of cutesy. Exactly. But, like, I, I'm like, I'm in it. Like, I get that. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And if you're going to, once again, I feel like that's better for a short film. Mm-hmm. That feels more like a short story. Like, that's the kind yeah. of fake out, like, yeah. double double entendre in a way. It really is, but... That you get from those more than a full-length movie. Yeah, because outside or maybe absent of being kidnapped and tortured and all that shit and buried down in a crawl space, <laughs> I mean, what other, what other premise are you going to propose? Right. It's like, well, there's a hurricane. Someone's down there working on the house. There's gators down there. Okay, I can buy that. That, yeah, it works. It's a little bit of a stretch, I feel like. Right, but right. But I like, but at least I can buy it. And, and it's in Florida, so okay, that's even okay. That's more believable. My problem... Oh, God. <laughs> it's so weird that Aja was involved in the new French extremity. Because I'm going to say that the biggest problem to me of this movie mm-hmm. is that it makes the same mistake that the American version of uh, Inside does. Where it tries to have its cake yeah. and eat it too by having it be clever and crawl and you're stuck inside with these gators. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But then you get out. Yeah. I, you know, it's that's a solid point because I was thinking that as well. And apparently that's the thing that Aja added. Yeah. that's like, Yeah, because it's like otherwise it probably would have been a short film because what else can you do really? Right. There's only so much you can do with that, but that little bit that you can do could be really good. Yeah, exactly. Within the confines of a time limit, you know, which I understand. Once again, like I said, if you're going to do an hour and a half film, you've got to do something, man, where it keeps everybody interested. And so you bring outside people in, inside people out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bring them back in. You got to do something. I think the inside people out is the biggest problem. Yeah. Outside people in, there's so that's many okay. ways of doing that. Right, and that's okay. That's like that's kind of formulaic, but that's okay. And that's one of the things where I feel like this movie does it does has both good highs and bad lows because like low, they take them outside. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. I think that ruins a lot of the flow and the tension in the movie. Even though technically those are some of the higher stake sequences, uh, I'll talk about them more in a second. <laughs> yeah. That's- But good, like, they figure out a really good way to give us the extra victims without actually bringing them inside by having, uh, what's-her-name, not be able to, like, warn those people and her having to sit there and watch the people get it. Yeah, that's That's really well done. You see the danger that the gators are posing. You're still stuck inside. There's, like, this heightened, you know, tension where you're trying to get their attention but yeah. you just can't, and you're just watching them get picked off, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's good. Yeah, I, there are some moments like that, like 
where it builds upon itself. Like, all right, there's one gator, then there's two gators, then you see outside, there's like, oh shit, there's a lot of gators. <laughs> yeah, it's adding to the suspense and once again, the tension and the drama and all that stuff. But somewhere, it's like, you, there's only so much you can do with that shit, you know, especially when you can find it in a small setting. Oh, which is understandable. I mean, it's a house right across the street from a freaking gas station. But it's it's built on a set. I get it. And now here's the thing. I almost feel like an asshole because I, I intentionally gave last week's movie a pass on this. Mm-hmm. But last week's movie set itself up with a different tone. The kids got away from the cocaine bear purely through the magic of editing. <laughs> yeah, true. Off the top of my head, I can think of at least four times in this movie that she gets away purely through the magic of editing. <laughs> yeah. And that's way too many times for a movie with this tone. Yeah. Uh, there, you're right. I was like, there's, and I'm just like, I'm not trying to defend this film. It's just, I get it. Like, if we're being realistic here, it's like, both of them would have been dead so fast. <laughs> <sighs> Man. <laughs> Dude, do you know where you don't want to take on a gator? Dude. In chest deep water. Uh, yeah, you're fucked. You're so me. fucked, bro. Because, like, you're not going to outswim it. You're not going to outrun it because you have the water coming after you. You're fucked, and man. you're right in its element. Like, you have a way better chance when they're up on land and shit. Which is why, like, one of the things that pissed me off was, like, in the beginning, when they're still, like, the water's still barely rising and shit. Yeah. Like, Dad keeps yelling, like, yeah, don't go out the drain pipe. It's too dangerous. But, like, at least the drain pipe, until the very end, is dry. And if you do run into a gator, it's on dry land. Yeah, you got a better chance. You got a way better chance. Yeah, because once you're in the water, it's like, oh, man, you are really fucked, dude. Really are. Yeah, and you're right. Like, there's times where they get chomped or bit. I'm like, man, dude, you're done. You're toast. Those injuries, you're not doing what you're doing with those injuries you sustain. That's one of those things that it's just a critique I always have with, like, injuries that you see in film don't always translate to, like, how people express them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, your leg is broken. I mean, spoiler, your arm gets bitten off. <laughs> she got her fucking leg chomped a couple of times, her arm her chomped. Arm. Like, dude, come on. I Dude, one of my notes is literally, like, how many times can you get chomped? Because I know gators aren't the most lethal thing around. Like, people get bit and survive all the time. Right, right, right. I, and yes, exactly. But right. those people aren't getting bit by 12-foot gators when they're obviously hungry and out for oh blood in chest-deep water. You know what I mean? Like, they're not getting bit and just being left off. They're getting bit because <laughs> their arm's too far off the fucking boat or something. Exactly. It's just like, in, in these circumstances, yeah, it, it's just, it's far-fetched. But I can't remember what, does Barry Pepper even say how he got away from him the first time after she finds him down there all fucked up from the initial gator attack? Even if he did, I don't recall what, what his explanation was because I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? He got chomped and they just left him there. And then he's too fucked up to get himself out of there in the beginning, but then he can get chomped a couple more times and make it out in the end. You know what I mean? Dude, I swear when he when he got his fucking arm chomped off, I was like, "That's I was like, oh no, Barry, you're done." No, he wasn't done. I'm like, oh, okay. But I will say this: a little bit, a little bit to its credit, 
it did throw in that little line or that, I guess it was kind of like a through line and motif that they were playing with in this film. Like, this family doesn't give up. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's the only believable thing I'm going to give it because you said it. (laughs) Therefore, it's in this film, so I can believe it a little bit. I just... (laughs) That's it. (laughs) This is a movie where I genuinely enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it's like, I don't hate this film. I really don't. But the more you think about it... It's the more an, you start saying it's not a smart film. parts of this movie out loud, it's like not. the worse it gets. Yeah. And it, that's for as much as kind of like we were saying, we really want to like, like this film because, you know, we, we admire the director and it's got good actors and stuff. And it's like, it's not a bad film. It's really not. I'm not saying it. It's not. I just feel like if you're really going to critique, it's like, ooh, it's got some, it's got some shit going on. I think what some of the things amount to, though, especially like some of her being saved simply through the magic of editing, is that I don't know whose problem this is, but somebody on set just didn't have a good idea of the sense of scale. Because let's let's start off with her going down into the crawl space. Because it's crawl space, she immediately gets on her hands and knees and starts crawling through it. However... That crawl space is like three quarters of an unfinished basement. You don't need to get on your hands and knees. You can kind of just, you can kind of just bend over, which is what she does for the rest of the movie. Once the water starts coming in. Right. So (laughs) this is one of the early things I was thinking when I realized what crawl actually meant with the crawl space. Right. And so it immediately made me think of my grandma's house growing up, her crawl space and I'm like, yeah, I ain't no fucking way. <laughs> I'd ever be down there. No, dude. That's Fuck just a scary. That's no. like, I've been in some crawl spaces that are Like, nice. you have to crawl crawl yes. spaces. and I've been some in there where, like, you're going to be on your belly and chest. Yep. Like, that's how tight that shit is. I don't want nothing to do with that. Especially in the dark. You don't know what the fuck is down there. No, thanks. No, no um, that's not me. Especially water filling up slowly. Yeah. But no, that kind of space, I'm like, that's like sub-basement, dude. That's not really the idea I was thinking when they meant crawl space. So, yeah. So she gets down there and starts crawling because it's a crawl space. But she has like two and a half feet of air above her. (laughs) Exactly. She's got enough room to like at least stand and hover a little like or bend over a little bit. That's what she does as soon as the water starts coming up. Yeah, true that. We see it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And... Yeah, and when then, you when you point stuff out, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you're right. You can't. I mean, it's hard to argue. I'm not trying to argue either. I'm just like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then, but I even thought of that shit too. Like, uh, they want to cast somebody as good looking as Kaya. They want her to be a believable swimmer in this movie, swimmer's body, and then. Still also want proportions to be such so that she can't go out that hole in the drain pipe without getting caught. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that hole was big enough for my ass to get through. Yeah, that's what I was like. I, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, it was big enough for that fucking gator to get through, dude. Yeah. But <laughs> she gets on. caught on the edge on the way out. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that one bit. See, here's the thing. Like, one of the reasons I don't think they should have went outside is because even though a couple of them were through the magic of editing, I can kind of believe her 
being able to keep one step ahead of the gators inside because there's less room for them to turn around Mm -hmm. like they're caught in hallways and shit and just like less room to get like a running start so she can fucking turn and get up and like around the corner or something before they get moving that's all believable once you get out into the open water she ain't out swimming those gators no that was my first thought when he's like go swim toward that boat i'm like here we go That's a, the, the swim towards the boat is the worst one, I think, because yeah. they make the mistake of showing a top-down shot of her swimming at the boat and showing how far she is away from it and how close yeah, the gators dude. are and how fast they're moving. And so. you're like, cool, she doesn't get within three feet of the boat. Mm-mm. But then suddenly she's coming up on it, and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, to her credit, <laughs> she's a Florida gator. Yeah. <laughs> I Dude... When the movie opened with her practicing for the Florida Gators, I started fucking laughing. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> no. There's one at the end of the film. I'm going to really tell you. That one, I had to push pause because I almost fucking pissed my pants. It wasn't anything that anybody says. What happened, and it made me think immediately of another film. Mm. I'll bring it up here in a little while. But God damn, I know what you're saying. That's funny. But there was a couple other ones, but I think that Going out to the boat is the worst one because they make that mistake of showing that angle. If you don't show that, cool. Exactly. Then it's it's maybe. You don't have quite that perspective at that point. Like if it's just a side perspective. Yeah. As opposed to the top down. Yeah. It's like, no. And top down for long enough to see how fast the gators are. That's why. Yeah, exactly. You, You hit the nail on the head. It's like, she's not making that. There's no way. You can't convince me otherwise care how good of a damn swimmer you are another man for a second i thought it was super cool and at the very last second it becomes dumb when she (laughs) fucking unloads into the gator when she has the gun and it clamps down on her hand cool first off it probably would have let go sooner than that like as soon as it definitely would have (laughs) but but if not whatever maybe you know maybe it's fight or flight response was to just clamp down because that's what Shit Gator hurts. gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gator gonna Gator. Gator gonna Gator. Maybe, you know, it fucking hurts so it clamps down yeah. and that's why it stays on. Whatever. I get that. I still don't think it would have stayed on that long, but not when she starts unloading. <laughs> no. But if you're paying attention, because like digital Gator, digital gunshots, digital effects, it's another time when they just weren't paying attention to proportions. Mm. And the very last gunshot comes out of the Gator's head about two inches behind where the barrel of the gun would have ended based on where her hand is. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, logically, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the way... And I I don't mean ended, like, at the end of the barrel. I mean, like, it comes out basically around her wrist. Yeah, I I know you're saying exactly (laughs) which moment you're... you're... For the same reason, like... (sighs) Yeah, some of it's like... I understand it's purely cinematic and it's for those effects, but... Like, uh, you got to do a little bit better. Yeah, you got to do a little bit better than that. You got to clean it up a little better than that. This is proportions, but not like distance proportions. And the one other thing that bugged me, you can't tell when you're inside because everything looks like it's going to be inside anyway. As soon as they get outside, you can tell that they're filming in a tank. Mm. That's true. And they want to have it both ways where the water is rising by the... At first, it's rising kind of slow when they're down in the crawl space. But once they get 
into the, the first floor, it's like a 10 minute span between it rising from the bottom of the first floor to the bottom of the second floor, right? So they have all that water rushing in, but there's no current outside except for when it needs to carry a car away. Yeah. Or when it needs to carry a gator away. But then <laughs> the current is strong enough to carry the gator away, but she's hanging onto the drain pipe literally by her fingertips. I mean, that's... I started having a big problem with that. Film magic. <laughs> Partially just because I, like, I know how scary fucking rough water can be. Like, we don't Dude, got floods and, like, no, hurricanes and shit so... around here, but... You, you let a rapid take you away for a little bit. See what I happens. was about to say, this is the beginning of June. This is the time of year when most people start thinking like, oh, like it's getting hot. It's summertime. Let's go down to the river. But if you live in Montana, you're not going down the river yet because shit's too dangerous because there's too much too. water flowing down that yeah, fucking it's river. Like, it's too high and it's too unpredictable, man. And so if you have enough water flowing into that town that the water is going to raise by nine foot in 10 minutes... Dude, fuck that noise. No way. And it's carrying off a car. Uh, yeah, you're you're done. You're uh I don't think they're swimming around quite that easy. I don't care if she's a fucking Florida gator or not. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I know. You know what is swimming around that easy? Gators. A fucking gator. A real gator. <laughs> yeah. Well that's just it. It's like ah, oh, this film could have been ended so many different times. You know, really within the first who knows. 10, 15, 20 minutes of this film. Barry Pepper ain't living. Once she goes down there and she runs into both of them, she's probably not living. <laughs> so that's dry enough. Maybe she's getting away. Yeah. I mean, I'll give her that much, but half an hour, <clears throat> 45 minutes in, then you're kind of like, I don't know, man. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to check this out. I want to see how it plays out and whatnot, but I'm also going to be like, let me see for sure. I know there was like some pipes and shit in the way and some other shit, but I never did quite understand how they kept away from the gators as long as they did down in the crawl space. Something about that just seemed like I think there at was, a certain point they just didn't have the gators attacking them. Yeah, there was <laughs> that moment too where she was watching those looters, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, man, if any of those gators just happen up on her, she's fucked. She's got nowhere she's going. Where's she going? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and their bellies. That's about it. And you know, so it, it makes you think that. And then two, it's like I don't know if it's necessary. Like, and I I don't know for sure, but it's like are gators just prone to purely attacking people like that and eating them and stuff like that? Just no. But you know, I was like, whatever. We'll give them killer gators. Like, and that's what I'm going like, into that's... a movie like this. Like, I'm willing to like give them that. Like. <laughs> I'll give you killer gators. See, that's what I'm you got to. You got to give me a couple other things though, if I'm going to keep yeah. suspending my disbelief. Right. It's like we have to make concessions on both sides. You know. So yeah, that kind of give and take. But then there's also like, ah man, <laughs> like you're like you got to call out some of like the hokey stuff too. And but that's most of it's minor stuff. I'm like yeah, but once again, these aren't like necessarily my cup of tea either, or my slice of pie, if you want to call it that. The, the only other thing, too, is, like, I feel like everybody has watched, like, videos of gator and crocodile attacks at, like, watering holes and shit, right? 
attacks looking like that happened, what, like twice in this movie? I think so, yeah. Instead, we had gators like throwing people like against glass and shit. <laughs> oh, the first time they snatched her up and were like, what, like, you know, knocking her side to side. I'm like, man, they're fucking her up. Dude, the most tense moment in this for me was uh, after they got outside and then for some reason a fucking tidal swell did come through and they got knocked into the house yeah, and shit. back in there. And she's up on the kitchen counters and she's like looking with the fucking flashlight and shit. That was the most tense moment for me simply because of how fucking stupid she was being. <laughs> because all that was in my head when she was doing that shit was like, she looks just like a fucking gazelle looking out over a fucking watering hole right Basically, now. Basically. All it takes is just... So, yeah, I mean, that's she's looking ready to get eaten right now. So, yeah, there's several moments, like I said, when she got in that death roll, I'm like, yeah, she's fucked. That's it for that her. That was cool. Guess what, though? The death roll, I think, was one of the moments I was actually clever in this movie because they set up that she has the type of underwater awareness to no, be I mean, able I, to grab exactly. the... The flare. Yeah, no, I'll give them that for sure. But I'm like, in most instances, that's you're done. Right, right. In most you're instances, done. you're done. That's one of the things where I do want to give this movie, like, a thumbs up. Because, like, you set up the fact that she has this kind of awareness underwater. Oh, yeah. I buy I it. Give it that, yeah. That was cool. Give um, it that. Anyone um, else would have been fucked up. Yeah, it's like, I'm not buying Barry Pepper. Like, I like Barry Pepper as an actor, but I'm just not buying a lot of the stuff that's happening with him in that film. Is this Barry Pepper's worst role? Mm, I, I could be argued. That could be argued because I, I haven't seen all his films, so, you know, I can't I can't judge there. But maybe as far as the films I've seen, perhaps. Like, he doesn't do a bad job no, in this not movie, a, he's but. Not bad. It's just. Like, it's we've like, seen him act, though, and it's not this. No, and I'm like, ah, first. <laughs> all right. What kind of background? I'm trying to think. All right. He's doing like all this plumbing, this handyman stuff. I and mean, he's a coach for swimming, but he is also like knowledgeable, setting his bone back in place and making a stint out of whatever he has. So he's got MacGyver skills. So he's surviving that. Okay. And then he gets his arm bit off. And that's like, all right. So you, so you got that going on too. You've been chomped. You've been losing lots so he of blood. Got, he got chomped on the shoulder initially. And that's yes. why he couldn't get out of the fucking crawl space. Right, and he was passed out for who knows how long. Then he got chomped on the leg, and he was fucked up from that. Yeah. And he did he have to put a tourniquet on his leg as well? Yeah, he, he got fucked oh, up. Oh, no, he splinted his leg, Yeah, and then tourniquet the fucking chomped off arm. It's like, what the fuck? At that end, he was kind of like, it's just a rag doll. It's like, that would suck. Even if you survive that, it's still gonna suck. <laughs> it's still gonna suck, dude. And then, okay, very end. One other thing that really bugged oh. me. They get up on the roof of the house. <laughs> okay. And they don't go to the peak of the roof. No, they're just hanging up there on the eve still. You started off being worried about gators on practically dry land. Dude, you're yeah, you're still hovering on the water. Your toes are practically in the water right now. You're not safe. <sighs> yeah, it's not like you're nowhere are just, close to being safe. Those gators didn't just hang out at the bottom of the water. Nah, I don't, I don't believe that shit either. But the one that really almost took me out, dude, I'm not even joking, and you kind of already alluded to it, is where she is hanging on by her fingertips. But that's not it. It's where, it's where Barry Pepper <laughs> reaches out. <laughs> and I immediately start thinking of Chris Elliott, like, grab a strong hand. Because <laughs> that's exactly what that was. 
I mean, yes, they set it up earlier in the film where you know he grabs her and brings mm-hmm. her, but that, that's not that wasn't it. That was that wasn't the moment for that. No, <laughs> that was yeah, more like a fucking scary movie two moment for me because I almost lost it, dude. I almost howled at that movie. So and let me point out again that she is holding on by her literal literally, finger. like. I'm not saying that she barely has hold. Like you can no, see no, no, that no, 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 only no. the fingertips, Just the fingertips. Are, are on that fucking drain pipe. Why the that water is taking her like the current that. supposedly just washed away. Now I will say the gator supposedly got, you know, whacked by a fucking metal board or something but still, that the current dude. had grabbed, but it's not like it broke its back. It like right. bumped into it. And it's not denigrating. I think any way to any kind of like her strength that has nothing to do with it. Just given the odds, right, and the circumstances, like, nah, dude. Here's my problem. She's not kicking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, she's just holding. And she's going against it as well. Yeah, it's not like it's showing off her amazing swimming skills. That, no, it's not. Or her upper body strength. Nothing like that. <sighs> upper, okay. I got a bitch about this, too. <laughs> when she finds the other trap door that has the fucking box on it and shit... Given what we can see from the angle, she probably wouldn't have been able to knock that box off. I'll give it that. But she is a collegiate level athlete. She gives up after trying to lift that thing like three times. Yeah. 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 If she would have banged like eight more times, she probably would have broke a section of that molding and been able to slide her skinny fucking ass out of it. I kind of thought that's what they were setting up, that she was going to. Knock it loose. Because it was running into the, the molding on the edge of the wall, right? Right. That was the big problem. Not that there was a box no, on top. No, no, I think it was more just the angle of where it was at in relation to, yeah, the trap door and all that shit. So, cool. Put some fucking umph into it. Well, right. It's like, it's going to jar it. It's going to probably, you know, move it. So maybe knock the molding off, whatever. I think she... If she would have tried more than three times, yeah. she probably could have cracked that fucking molding. I was thinking that as well when I was watching that scene. It's like, ah, she kind of gave up too easy. Or she should have, like, stopped for a second and, like, reached with her hand because she probably could have reached and felt that there was a box on top. Yeah. Or felt that, because it's... Not just anything. There dude. was enough of a gap for her to reach out because, once again, somebody didn't realize proportions and you got a slim little fucking girl playing this role, man. Like... I... Uh... Yeah, I I don't know. They played her like she was, like, four, like, in the shoulders, like, four yeah. inches wider than she is. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make sense either. It's like, no, she's not. She looks athletic, but she's not, like, collegiate athletic. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, no, she's just kind of like, you know, whatever. But the point being is... um there's just there are there are moments where it's just like I just it's hard to believe a lot of this stuff, and for me to enjoy it, I just I really really do have to suspend that disbelief, you know, because otherwise it's like yeah none of this shit's believable, dude. Once again, I'll admit though, like it's it's harder to believe it when you're actually having to re-say these things out loud. When I watched this movie, I wasn't this worked up about it. No, and that's <laughs> that's kind of the thing too. It's like. Once again, we're critiquing the film. We're pointing out some of the, yeah, the, the plot holes or, you know, things that are wrong with the film. It doesn't mean that we hate this film. It's just, this is what it is, dude. I mean, watch it for yourself and then tell us we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, at the end of the day, though, the movie's still enjoyable. That's what I'm saying. It's like, did I have a good time with it? Yeah. Is there problems with it? 
obviously. But the biggest problem is the more you think about it, the worse it gets. Right, but it's so like don't so, think about it. Right, exactly. It's like un, under the context of this, is like if I'm going to go to the movies, right? Once again, have some popcorn, have a few friends, just like almost mystery science three thousand that shit. It's like I'm going to have a good time with it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not a bad film. It's not great either, but bro, one of the greatest things I've maybe seen on film this year is when the looters get attacked. And that last one gets got by like five Crocs, not Crocs, Gators. And you watch the one grab his fucking head and death roll it off. Dude, that was so That dope. was fucking dope. I, what I also kind of liked in a sense is when you do see it kind of, you get a shot, like almost an establishing shot of that, the setting, mm-hmm. right? The tank, if you will, where you, you see a Gator. Tank. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> see this Gator a little bit hovering on the water. Mm, mm-hmm kind of leading into it. So you're like, okay, so if you're kind of paying attention, there's more than just the gators down in the crawl space. And they you play around with some of those like really neat like background attacks and shit. Like when the looters first start getting got. Precisely. You have, you know, the one in the foreground, but if you're paying attention, gator comes up and grabs yeah. the buddy. And it's like all that stuff was really neat. Like I, I enjoy all that stuff. It's like, yeah, that's probably the stuff in the theater where it's keeping you in because for me, I would be feeding off the reaction of the audience. Right. And, and that's a great, that in particular, that looter scene would play amazingly with an audience. Because guess agree. what? Half the audience isn't going to notice the gator attack mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yep. Half the got more, let me put it this way. A third of the audience isn't going to notice it at all. A third of the audience notices it as soon as it starts happening. But there's that other third of the audience that notices it about <laughs> a half second in. And they're like, oh, and shit. they're the ones that have that audible, like, oh, shit. Yeah. And that catches everybody else, and it sweeps across the crowd. Right. And now it's, it's starting to pull everybody kind of back in, and then right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pulling people back in. But when you're just watching it at home? Yeah, and you're like, eh. It's yeah, because cool. You could be one of those three things, but none of them are going to kind of pull you in. You can you can be one of those three things, but you don't have all three of them going on, no. which is what adds to the experience. Of uh, that's just it. it too. It's like I think it it makes a a film that's typically, like I said, by itself, not the best experience. And that's why at the beginning of this, it's like, man, the common thread I feel like here is that all three of these films are good films, but I feel like they would have been even better at the theater. Yes. For what we keep talking about. So you're feeding off the reactions of all of those mixes of go- moviegoer experiences, you know, mm-hmm. and, and levels of experience, I guess, for movie viewers. Some people just go just because they like film. Some people go to critique it. <laughs> you know, it, there's levels to it. And, man, I've, I feel like we're coming down hard on it. Yeah. And, like, somebody out there might be like, guys, you went to a movie called Crawl. And I, I still feel like... We're giving it that allowance. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just that, like, sometimes you have to have more movies at times need to have, like, that six-year-old on set being like, but this doesn't make sense. And you're what like, you just showed yeah, me. that's a good point. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, now that we have seen all three of these films, and it's all subjective, but I, I still feel like I think Cocaine Bear is probably the best one out of the, the lot. For me, and the Meg was better than I anticipated, and this one is kind of, kind of where I kind of thought it was going to be in a sense. 
This one ended up kind of being right where I thought it was going to be after we first saw the trailer. Exactly. And I was like, before we heard any of the other hubbub about it, it ended up being kind of what we felt like it was going to be after the trailer. And I feel like that is a very fair. It's not like that always, right? It's not always like that. But I do feel like sometimes what you see is kind of what you're going to get. And I feel like that this film was, was kind of like that. So I didn't have high expectations. I feel like given what we've already said, the people involved, both cast and crew, I feel like that should have catapulted it a little bit over the edge, if you will, or better than I anticipated. And it really didn't. There was moments where I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is whatever. But uh, yeah, I was expecting the Meg to be the one I liked the least of this block. Be honest, me too. And that it's definitely a surprise, right? Like That's the what Meg saying. was it, pretty it was fucking good, better than I thought. <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Of course, they had the budget to make it super fun they though, really too. Did. Whereas this movie didn't. Also, I want to with the budget that this has, the Gators look great. Dude, I'm not even disappointed. Not one bit. What the Gators? I'm really not. The Gators look great. Are they obviously digital? Yes. Yeah. Guess what? I don't want you doing this shit with real gators. Oh, yeah. It would have fucking sucked. <laughs> it really would have. It would have sucked. It would have sucked for everybody involved. It wouldn't have looked that great because no. there's only so much you would have been able there to get them to do. Yeah, there would have been probably so many fucking like issues. So, cool. Thank no, good you. Good on them. Yeah, good on not, them. Like I said, I'm not going to knock anybody who's involved with this project. Like I'm not going to do that because that's not fair at first. In today's world... I, I'm not even like a super huge like animals advocate guy, but in today's world, there's no reason to use real animals 98% of the time. No. Like I said, maybe for stunts and stuff like that, you know, whatever. But yeah, not for stuff that you can pull off like the digitally or whatever mm-hmm. else practically. You can pull off a lot of shit, man. I mean, if we, if we can see humans getting skins and stuff and know it's makeup and effects, it's like, ah, you don't need to be doing that stuff. I'm trying to think like, like I want to go out on a little bit of a high note because like yeah I did enjoy this movie within the confines of the roles everybody did a fairly good job of what they had to do like I'm not disappointed in the actors or actresses it's just some of the shit's just not believable I wish we could have gotten more Morphid Clark yeah I was gonna say that was surprising within itself too because a, I you've really, seen St. Maud, right? I was like, A, I didn't know that was St. Maud, and B, they kind of build her up a little bit to be a little bit more involved with the story. Even though, yeah, she is further away, but she's brought up so much. I was about to say, because, like, she keeps checking in with her, but, like, no, it once, doesn't really amount dude, to anything. once that phone gets crushed, that's the end of the story for Beth. Yeah. Like, you don't hear I mean, it's not surprisingly, but... I don't think I don't really mutter too much more about her at all throughout the rest of the film. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But you know, whatever. It's not necessarily about her anyway. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those films. I feel like if you're already a fan of this style of film, then you're gonna have fun with it. It just is what it is, you know. This isn't really my my subgenre. To be no, fair, same. Same. I I still have fun though. Unless it's Jaws for the most part. Right, right. It's like I still had fun. I think it's still a worthy subgenre within its own rights, you know? But you really have to kind of pull me in to have fun with it. Like Cocaine Bear and, and the Meg were fun. This one I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but I, I feel like I would it would have been better it served tries the theater, to, dude. It tries to take itself too seriously. It, it really does. It it does. It does. So be it. 
Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't Bone Tomahawk, at least. Dude, that's the thing. I still feel like Bone Tomahawk <laughs> is the bigger disappointment. Yeah, because it's not the... It's Bone not Tomahawk, the somebody gets split in half, and it's the bigger disappointment. <sighs> no, dude. <laughs> yeah, you just have to listen to us to get it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. But it's not like the film's bad. We're not saying it's a bad film. Once again, it's just not great. It's not, it doesn't deserve the hype it gets either. No. That's the point. Nah. But, man, like, if we're going to get down to it, not many animal horror movies deserve any hype. Not really. Jaws. Jaws is... Cujo. Jaws, Cujo. Maybe Grizzly? Maybe, but, man, that's kind of almost, like, really cultish if if you're going to talk about in those circles. I'm trying to think what else, because, like, most of the other ones just get ridiculous, right? Like... Yeah, because... You can't take them serious. They're not really serious to begin with. I want a animal horror that I can take really seriously. I think the closest that I've come is, well, Jaws. I mean, Jaws scared America out Tusk? of the fucking water. <laughs> not just, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But yes, Jaws, of course. Um, Blockbuster too, right? Yeah. Start of them. It's generally not considered to be a horror movie. It's generally considered a thriller. But I thought that The Grey is one of the best animal horror movies I've ever fucking seen. Maybe it's because I grew up in Montana and I've been out in woods where I know wolves are around and have thought about how scary it would be if I was getting fucking hunted right then. That's a solid point, too. But honestly, that movie comes closer to scaring the shit out of me than most fucking horror movies. I I would say the only other one I could argue would be maybe, I mean... you could. That's why I say argue would be um, arachnophobia. Mm, mm-hmm. That would be like that, because who isn't scared of to a degree of spiders on you or around you or whatever? This yeah. I would say this film had a moment of that where once again, whereas like when you're in a crawl space, there's certain things, those creepy crawlies and snakes and everything else could be down there. Oh, when she gets the spiders on her, I was actually like, oh nope, fuck that. Yeah, and I'm like, that's good use of that because that's believable down in a crawl space. And it's something we've we've talked about before. Things that are relatable hit hard. Yes. And as soon as they hit her face, I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't like going down them shits. The, th- the thing that was almost the worst part about that for me was like, that happens, but she also has a spider tattoo on her forearm. Yeah, isn't that ironic, don't you think? <laughs> so like, that happens, and then like, two minutes later in a scene, like, her arm turns, and I see that for a second, and I'm like, oh shit, there's still one on, oh wait, no. We're no, nah, it's like, <laughs> no, that one's God. huge. Nope. <laughs> That's so funny, but yeah, it, it's... It's both relatable and ironic <laughs> in the same sense. But, uh, yeah, I, I really don't have much more to say outside of that. And just I think if you already like these styles of film, you're probably going to enjoy it. But aside from that, ah, I, you know. I'm not going to tell you to watch it, no. but if you're in the mood to watch it, I'm going to tell you to not watch it. No, it's like, you know, give it a chance. If you like it, cool. I ain't going to be like, no, it's okay, shit. Then. Like, no. Like, no. if you're in the mood to watch this. Fucking watch it. You'll probably enjoy it if you're. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it feels. Like you know what? If nothing else is on and this is on, like I'll check it out. It. The good news is like it's not extremely long. Hour and a half, no big deal. It's cool. not that bad. Yep. Knock it out. Yeah. Real quick. Oh shit! What's up next? Well, for our Patreon listeners, we've got our next Patreon episode. We're we're actually in the middle of, of our revisit, if you will. 
of our slasher run. So right. it started with Halloween, and we're continuing with Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, which is really cool. And I think in a sense because it's the start of the Tommy Jarvis saga. Right. Which, of course, is rather important to that franchise. It is. Even though it's only three films long in terms of the saga, it is very important, though. It's a kind of a catalyst in the franchise. Now, uh, if you're not a patron, what's coming up next? We've also decided. Oh, dude, yeah. So if you're not a Patreon listener and you're looking forward to the next episode you can listen to, we're going to start another block, and we've got some art house films I think we're going to start exploring. A little bit more of a mindfuck block? Is that what we're going for? and I like that, too, because we've talked about this particular... it's been a minute. It's been a minute. We've talked about this particular director a lot, not... And he was films, but we talked about him a lot because he has Missoula connections on top of it. But uh, it's going to be your first time seeing this particular film. Right. So we'll be doing Eraserhead to start that block. I think I've seen portions of it when I was in college. Okay. But I was also drunk, and that might not have been what was on. <laughs> okay. And it's going to be interesting to find oh out by gosh. watching it. <laughs> you know, I think if we play our cards maybe right, we might be able to get pull somebody in for that for this particular episode. Did we figure out that entire block? I think we've got the film right after that. And the third one, I forget. It kind of eludes Is the third me. one still up in the air? I think. I, think I can't remember if we of, decided on it or... Like, Cause, okay, because sure. so we're gonna go Eraserhead, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the third one. I know we've looked at some trailers for some films. It was something else with an animal in its name, wasn't it? I think, but dude, I'm stoned. I forget. <laughs> we're going for a mindfuck block, though. It's gonna be fun. It really is. I'm really looking forward to it. You know what? I we'll talk about it more on those episodes. But I do want to say, like, I'm looking forward to it because these past two blocks. I've enjoyed the movies, but they have been straightforward as fuck. Right. I mean, they're we more did, like action style. We essentially did six action horrors in a row. Right. We kind of did. We really did. No matter how yeah, you look at it. They were slightly different. They were slightly different flavors. You know, fucking animals. Right. Zombies. There's some comedy. Exactly. Some more like survival style. Yeah, comedy, survival, all of this and that mixed up. But we essentially just did six action horrors in a row. <laughs> we really did. And it wasn't really that we planned it that way. It just happenstance, coincidental. I'm really ready to get more back uh-huh. to thinking man's horror. Like, I'm really looking forward to it for those reasons alone, yeah. But for this time, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms, out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network, uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, The easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. You can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up.
not going to give you all those ads. So with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.